0: What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode,
1: we have a, a put you up slash make it a classic for Little Wayne's The Carter, released June 29th, 2004. And usually I like to yeah, start yeah. with saying which album release it was, but I don't remember
0: which one. Is this three? Is this four? Man, what is I this? I think this was like for four. Uh, I think this was like his fourth album. Um, Okay. Probably should check that. So
1: I know before this, he has 500 degrees. Before that, I think he has maybe, oh man. So, okay,
0: yeah. So this was four. He had The Block is Hot, Lights Out, 500 degrees, and then the Carter. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this is the the fourth album for Lil
1: Wayne. And it's a put you up for me because I've never listened to this album until pretty much yesterday um <laughs> this is a, a last minute episode so i've only had a chance to listen to this album twice right um uh, so i'm gonna do my best to, to give a, an objective as objective an analysis as i can right. um but it's also making it a classic because i don't think it's a classic uh yinka do you think this is a classic
0: um so that's a good question because i probably <laughs> look at this album a lot more favorably than you do Um, and I think that, you know, while I wouldn't call it a classic, I definitely would call it a cult classic, and I definitely would say that I think it's a very good album, personally. Now, other folks would call this a classic, though. Like, this is considered a classic, is it? I think to a lot of people it's considered a classic. I think, and the reason I say that a lot of people right is because I think this is right on that seam where... Where I think the 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 hip hop literati, right, like the the hip hop heads, quote unquote, kind of had to be like, oh, ah, Lil Wayne, okay, um, mm-hmm. and and so there's a lot of folks that I think hadn't really quite turned over to to say like, you know, there is a what I'll call modern uh, uh, at the time, right, a modern southern hip hop artist, th- uh, you know, that is is a, a fucking MC li- lyricist. You know, you had, prior to this, right. you had OutKast, you had Bun mm-hmm. B, and you had Scarface. And then T.I. creeps into the picture just, just in this right. same time frame and Lil Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think T.I. and yeah. Lil Wayne were the folks that were the modern Southern hip-hop artists, because I'm, I'm, I'm considering the other three folks that I mentioned, you know of, of and a we're not time talking right? ludicrous ludicrous is oh, not okay in this conversation. That, that's fair that's fair ludicrous as well okay. I, I still don't think that ludicrous was in this discussion in the same way um and 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 and, and and i'll tell you why and again you know please fry me in the comments if you disagree i'm with it um you know i think the the subject matter that little wayne was talking about on this project and ti was talking about on his project I think made these guys street artists at a time where street okay. hip hop was kind of seen as 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 a competitive sport in a different way, like your your Jay Z's and your Nas's. Sure. Um, and I think Luda was a little more cartoonish with his videos and with his subject yeah. matter in a way that I don't think he was taken seriously the way Lil Wayne and T.I. were when when they were considered lyricists. Okay. Yeah. So this is Southern Street right, Hip Hop. So-
1: Okay. All right. So, I guess we just should just start out with the where were
0: you? Right. Uh, where was I? Why don't you start? Where was I? I yeah. was uh, I was at UVA. Uh, this was what maybe my second year of college uh, when this dropped. So, this is this comes out at the end of your second year before your third year. Okay. Um yeah, so yeah, it was June 2004. Right. So, I mean, my second year, right? Um I'm a DJ right and and the, right. the only reason that's relevant is because i think i have a particular fondness for this time frame of little wayne because it coins the the dj celebratory record go dj right uh which was right, a right, record right, that as a dj you could play it and everybody who was a supporter of you could you know celebrate you you had you got to have a moment i feel like we as DJs and I'm, I'm calling myself a we as though I'm still you know heavily doing this but I'm not uh but you know the DJs kind of weren't really celebrated in hip-hop like talking about since maybe Run DMC <laughs> era you know Eric B and Rakim era uh so yeah mm-hmm. I was I was uh, a DJ and so I think that I, I, I do remember playing that record heavily um I'm since I'm between my second and third year i I just got a car i remember I remember blasting this album in my car uh so I, and i had a i had a banging car too I, I caught my car from from my uh, from the auction it was my first whip and i remember uh i remember having like a crazy speaker sound system you know in the back of that joint so uh you know it definitely went a long way with this album where were you I was entering my fourth
1: year at UVA and I've said it plenty of times on the podcast, but for the new listeners, this is around the time when I'm starting to say fuck hip hop um, because it's just not good. Now, I say that because I was really into making beats. Mm -hmm. Um, I've spent way more time making beats than I was actually studying. Uh, and and the sad part about that is it like I don't really have anything to show <laughs> other than I had to, you know I had to spend an, an extra year in school and you know you don't hear my beats on the radio so <laughs> it is what it is doesn't mean they weren't good it just it is what it is but not only that like I wasn't making beats to be popular right. I was making beats because it was something g- that I genuinely liked right. and I was making music that I wanted to hear for myself right. but I was sampling and so when you sample you're taking all of these old school records, essentially, whether it be jazz, funk. I was trying to take rock records because I was starting to listen to to some classic rock. I was just trying to sample whatever. And in so doing that, I started to realize that the music I was sampling was better than the music that I was listening to, better than the hip hop. And I started to listen to music in an entirely different way, especially like if if you go back and you listen to jazz or you listen to some soul records, or you go back and you start to listen to the Beatles, right? Um, and you start to hear the way songs are arranged. And then you go back to hip hop and it's the standard verse hook, verse hook, verse hook, You kind of start to see some of the musical limitations um, that hip hop has. And not only that, I think that the music is kind of deteriorating. I think the lyrics are kind of deteriorating. And I'm just like, yo, I, I don't fucking need this. You know, I'm entering my fourth year in school after this is when I had to take a year off from school. So, um, you know, so in my summers, I was working as an electrical contractor. Basically, I was working construction. And when you work construction, you work with a lot of blue collar folks who like to listen to, to rock and roll and classic rock. And to be honest, I was digging that because I was actually raised on that music with my dad. You know, my dad listened to like music from like the R&B stuff from like the fifties and sixties and then rock. So I'm refreshing. I'm getting a refresher course and all that stuff. And I'm enjoying that more. And so, you know, after college and I understand that I still have another year of college when this album is released. But after college, I really have no reason to listen to hip hop anymore because, you know, that, that's part of the reason why we have these discussions. You're going to class every single day with your friends and you're talking about the latest hip hop. But after that, like, I don't really need to listen to this. So I understand it's a year before that time. But I'm still getting into this phase where there's a good five or six years in my life when I genuinely did not give a shit about hip-hop music because I thought it was bad. And this album and the albums of this of this ilk are parts of the reason why. And so, you know, that's basically where my headspace was where when I when this album came out, I was I was definitely entering that phase of my life when this music just did not matter to me anymore. So there's a a huge black hole in my hip-hop knowledge, pretty much starting from around now until at least another, like, 10 years later. Got you. So, Um, yeah, so that's that's, that's, that's where I am. And
0: additionally, to set the stage, right, like, I feel like you've you know almost spoken a bit unfavorably about uh you know college dropout by, by Kanye West and the reason I, I, I oh I think I, it's I, one of the most overrated albums I've and the reason heard. I bring that up right is because that album came out in on February 10th of this year 2004 and I think yeah that album really set the tone I think for like what happened in hip-hop probably for the next couple years right um I, I think yeah. it was it was a real sh- kind of shifting point um I'm looking at 2004 in hip hop music uh, uh, on on Wikipedia. So I'm just gonna run through you know okay. some of the the highlights just to kind yes, of set the stage and remind everybody you know where we were in 04 when this album came out. So um, Troville and Lil Scrappy's album came out uh, in February as well. Uh, so so that tells us that we're we're still kind of in the in the crunk era, you know, of hip hop. Right. Uh, the Young Guns Tough Love came out. Uh, that was the one that had Better Love on it. Um and can't stop, won't stop Rockefeller records because we get down. All these little records. So so at the time, then you know, you kind of see we're in this time frame where Rockefeller is is you know on top as well as as the crunk era of music is going on. Um let me see some of the other stuff that's here. Mad Villain, Mad Villainy came out in 2004 That was in March. Which is not something that I heard at the time. That's one that I had to go back to listen to. Okay, man. Oh. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Ibrahima. I'm gonna just shout out Ibrahima, because Ibrahima, you know, drilled yeah. into my head and the heads of, of some of us that were around him at the time, like you have to listen to this music. And you know, I, I'll just mm-hmm. t- to take us on a tangent for a second just to kind of talk about how my ear was trained, but, um, and probably yours too. But I feel like when I first really got into um, to MF Doom um, was around this time. And I feel like E was really trying to get me to listen to Doom and it really wasn't connecting for me. Like, you know, I just I did not understand his tone and his demeanor and his vocal inflection in a way that I could really appreciate him as an artist. Um, And I think Mad Villainy was the album that really did that for me and connected that whole world of hip hop, that stone's throw world, you know, with with Mad Lib and with him and everything like this was the album that made it all kind of click and make sense for me any thoughts on that
1: okay
0: uh i don't have any thoughts on that cool. yeah. nerd flyer die happen. was out uh dilated people's okay. neighborhood watch the only reason i'm going to bring that up is because that this way record had a kanye beat on it and that was the record that made the mainstream even know who who dilated people was Go- Ghostface okay. came with pretty tony uh that year Mm-hmm um, let me keep going, keep going, keep going. Lecrae, I mean not relevant to this discussion, but I think that record kind of made him a, a, a mainstream factor. Master Killer no said date. So for for the Woo Heads, y'all, y'all had a victory there because y'all made us listen to a I Master Killer album and it actually was good. Um, yes. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, Lloyd Banks The Hunger for More. This album matters because it tells us that we're also squarely in the G-unit uh time frame and we're still trying to take Lloyd Banks seriously as an artist. Um, I think he actually, I think either this album or the single went platinum. So that's, that's, that's a lot for, for, for that artist. Good for you, Lloyd Blaise. Lloyd Blaise. Congratulations. Slum Village, Detroit Deli. The reason I bring this one up is because this was the first album I really experienced where I was, you know, listening to Slum Village when Slum Village came out and I cared. Um, and I remember Ken Dog burning this album for me, you know, over a summer. So shout out to Ken Dog, you know, for for shooting me that. Um, what else? The Roots' tipping point. That matters because it's yeah. the intersection between Scott Storch as a as a, a huge now entity on his own, and the Roots who started right. Scott Storch as this underground group who who gets you know a record deal. Uh, oh no no the the the, the deal with a. Uh, deal with Def Jam and, and then was it was later but this was tipping point was the the joint that had the don't say nothing record on it where Scott Storch is reunited with the with the roots that's important Um, two one three important to me y'all probably don't care Um, I think those are the only records that we need to call out uh, most Def new danger relevant to us but probably not relevant to this discussion Uh. Talib Kweli's "Beautiful Struggles re- is released sometime around uh, this point okay. as well. I that's think that's definitely. Important. What about Lupe Fiasco? Is that a little later? Um, wasn't he like 05? He might have been. Yeah, if he if he dropped here, and you know, apologies for just not having those the date off the top of my head. But, um, that's very important. But look, you you mentioned
1: some records there, uh-huh. and you know, look, there are things about the new danger that I mm-hmm. like. But ultimately, I think it was a disappointing album. Yeah. Uh, Talib Kweli's "Beautiful Struggle," I don't know when that released. That was not good. The Roots' "Tipping Point." Again, there's th- things about oh, that no, album I really like, but that was a right. that was a d- disappointment. Yeah. And you know, I think the album that might have been able to save mm-hmm. me was the Kanye West um, Cause Dropout album. Okay. And I did not like that album at the time, yeah. and I've gone back to listen to it now. And yes, there there are songs that I yeah. like. But in general, I think that album is fucking garbage. I think it's (laughs) trash. I think it's bad. That's crazy to me. I think it's just bad. And no, no, fuck Mm -hmm. it. I don't care. It is what it is. And the reason why I had to say that is because had that album and some of the other ones that i listed amongst the ones that you Mm -hmm. listed been better, they might have kept me interested in hip hop, but they were not good. And I think that because everybody else thought that this college dropout Mm -hmm. album was so good and I listened to it and have
0: ears and it's not. I was like, yo, fuck you. Yeah. I feel like look, the college dropout. I have to. We s- should probably do a whole episode on this because and and get somebody oh, we will. who who, oh, who we really cares to, to have this conversation with us. But we definitely I think college will. dropout is like underground rap for dummies. And and I'm sorry for calling you dumb if you're if if you're not nah, you know an underground apologize. rap fan. But what I mean is like right, it kind of takes the the devices, some of the tricks um you know that we talk about with with mainstream hip-hop you know when we talk about jay-z um and things that that make that will pull in the casual listener and and pique their interest um infectious choruses and you know sing-songy sample choices um and combines those things with the underground production aesthetic of you know of chop soul samples and you know hard drums and etc and it kind of marries those two two things together so and so I, I oh, go ahead. So, so, all I was saying was that I think that that may be some of what gives you that kind of visceral response, right? Yeah. You might be a guy who doesn't like to mix his uh, collard greens with his mac and cheese. Like, he wants them separate. And, you know, this guy's kind of trying to pull those two things together. I'll respond to that briefly, just
1: in the sense that <laughs> I don't think it was good. And that's pretty much all I have to say right now i could expound on that except for you know i think that we should dedicate an entire episode to kanye West's debut album um i don't want to detract too much from uh from little wayne's the carter but i do think it's important for us to Uh at least lay the groundwork for where i was i guess emotionally maybe not emotionally just where i was mentally around this time period just because so you guys can understand like if you hear any angst in my voice (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, it's it's just because I just didn't think a lot of this music was good. And so, you know, right. again, we're going to be talking about the Little Wayne album. But yes, this does help set the groundwork yeah. for where my head was at. Um, and now, of course, you know, I, yeah. I go back to listen to this Little Wayne album. And um, I, I'm in a different headspace now. And so I think that I could yeah. listen to it a little bit more uh, impartially, a little bit more objectively. Um, but there's just a reason right. why I skipped
0: over it at the time. And I just wasn't terribly interested. So... But um, you know, yeah, that's fair, and and you know, something that I said, so I, you know, for for folks, we we kind of lost a, a little bit. I'm having some technical issues over here, but you know, one of the things that I said about this album is that it's um, you know, some of these records were so big, and they sound like the time, mm-hmm. right? And so as a result of that, I I wouldn't necessarily expect you to remember this album fondly or have even listened to this album because almost similar to the TI, you know, um, the, some of these records are just so big that when you reflect on it on this time frame, you hear those records and you just assume that this whole album's going to sound just like 04 right. cuz I can't listen to Go DJ right now. I can't listen to Bring It Back right now and not think I'm in 2004. I got you.
1: Well, speaking of 2004, what was the critical reception in
2: 2004?
0: Right. So, I think this was the time frame where, you know, Little Wayne is now seen as a legitimate factor, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you know, the, at least the friend and fan reception was very favorable. People were like, you know, uh, uh, oh my God, like this wobbly wobbly <laughs> guy, you know, who we who we loved. He was a child star. He, you know, he had these standout performances, but they were all you know ad libs or choruses. You know, he he made an album that was popular, but it was popular because there were no curse words right. on it. You know, etc. He goes from that to, you know, the guy who's going on big ticket, the basement and tearing it down in the booth, you know, that Jay-Z is talking about, oh, yo, this guy Lil Wayne, he can really mm-hmm. spit. So he like, his pedigree, you know, improved to a point where he's seen as like a legitimate spitter. Okay. Any comments on that?
1: I remember hearing that as well. Um, and, yeah. you know, Wayne's actually got a song or two on 500 Degrees, which did get my attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Gangster shit with P.D. Pablo. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that song when it came out. Uh, I don't remember the rest of the songs on 500 Degrees because I don't think I listened to that entire album. There might have been another one or two other ones that I liked. But um, I do remember, you know, the Carter comes out and everyone is hyping up Lil Wayne. Uh, Go DJ was probably the only song I remember coming out. I don't remember bringing it back, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. But, um, But I do know that this was around the time when people were just saying like, yeah, we have to start putting little wayne into the you know top five rappers out right now uh <laughs> right. he he goes into yeah. the top five discussion and so you know i think it's important to note that because i was very surprised listening to this album that he didn't impress mm-hmm. me more now we can get into that when we actually start talking about the right. album um but okay the you know critical reception I think that, you know, from you know, looking at what Wikipedia says, it seems like it got some yeah. some meddling reviews. You know, 6s out of 10s, 7s right. out of 10s. We'll give it maybe like a B minus. So I think it, it got average yeah. reviews, you know. Right. But I, I do think that, the at least from the peers, I remember people liking this album, you know. But again, yeah. just real quick, it's also important to note that what my peers were saying at the time didn't have as much resonance with me, then just because yeah. they're telling yeah. me that G Unit is good, but I have ears <laughs> and G Unit is not good, so I don't I don't care. You know, they're telling me that um, the right. Dipset and that uh, State Property, they're telling me that shit is good, but it's not good. So <laughs> I'm good, you know. So I don't I don't really care what my, my yeah. what my peers had to say about this album
0: at the time. I feel you. I I will say, you know, with these kind of middling professional ratings, you know, we talked a bit about this with the TI trap music episode. I think a lot of the journalists that were doing album reviews on this kind of stuff still very much had New York trained ears or ears that were just not very familiar or well versed in hip hop. And so i feel like it would be interesting to kind of go and double click on some of these three out of five ratings that we're seeing here just to see the details of you know how this was rated and if it wasn't just hey i'm just going to give this an average score Mm -hmm. because this guy's from the south and i don't really know too much about that kind of music i got you i got you so yeah should we get into uh highlights lowlights yeah let's do it um i am very familiar with this album so maybe you should uh, you should give your highlights so
1: let me just go through and i'll give my notes on the album and then you can respond to something that might be a highlight or a low light or however you see fit but you know i I said it just a few minutes ago that i was very surprised that little wayne was not stronger on this album lyrically and it doesn't mean that he doesn't have good verses but i was actually expecting like a lot of bars here like like a lot of really really good bars here and I was like, okay, he's okay. got bars, but like I've heard him on his mixtapes to come after this. And I'm like, yo,
0: this dude got yeah. bars. You know what I mean? And those but you gotta get you gotta get to there. That's man. fine. I thought I thought, honestly, I thought that was here. What though. you're asking for, but I what you're asking for sounds like Carter 2. Sure, sure. And maybe you just kind of have that's to be fine. more. I, I thought mean, I was I gonna get that on if this your one. Your expectation, see, but see, that's not fair. Because it, this came out in 04, sure. right? So if your expectation is wobbly wobbly and you get this, this that's not is, what I'm saying. You know, hove level nah, bar. No, that's not what I'm saying. If your expectation is canon canon because because the level of lyricism has elevated sure. that, the way that it did over that short period of time to when, when we started to get drama mixtapes. Yes. The the level of lyricism in in the mainstream elevated so fast in that 2 to 4 years. That it's it's like not even comparable, right? So I feel like it's only fair to compare Wayne to his contemporaries. But you here's the thing, though. So you didn't let Do me finish you agree my. With me or?
1: Well, you didn't let yeah. me finish my 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 point. Okay. Is that I remember at the time okay. people Cannon. saying that he had elevated uh-huh. to this really great height, and Cannon. Cannon. I mm-hmm. I think he's Cannon. got a few verses on here that are dope. But by and large, I'm like, all right, you're you're like above average, like you're 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 standard, like you're. You're you're good, but you're not like you're not good enough for people to put you in that like top 5 discussion at the time even. And the, the funny thing about this yeah. is that like half the time he's spitting like Jay-Z on here. Like half of his flow throughout the for, throughout the That's album, true. he's sounding a lot like Jay-Z and I don't even think a lot of the bars are there. Now, it doesn't mean he's bad. I'm not, I'm not saying he's bad. I don't even mean to say he's average. Okay. I just thought that I was like, oh, okay, like this is when Lil Wayne starts to get good. And I was like, okay, I yeah. guess it happens a, a few more albums after this because it's definitely not on this one. <laughs> you know, and like I said, I know oh, that man. Wayne can I, spit. I, I know he has man. bars. I just thought that, uh-huh. you know, in 2020, listening to this album that came out in 2004, okay. I thought those bars came in on, this one. They don't. They come a little later. That's that was my point.
0: I strongly disagree. Okay. I strongly disagree with that. But you know, that's, that's, that's so you know. Um, yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say though uh, that 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 you said that I, I definitely agree with is you can really hear the Jay Z yeah, influence absolutely. on this particular project. This and Carter too, really. Uh, you can hear that in his mind. He was studying Jay Z. Yeah. And and a lot of that was coming okay. out. Um, You know, even in a lot of the material, right, like a lot of these like kind of gun bars and the way he like approached like some of this street material. It's like and again, I don't know everything about about New Orleans or Louisiana or Louisiana culture, but I think New York street culture is very distinct, especially for those of us who kind of grew up studying that. And a lot of that is present here in a way that almost you know now almost doesn't feel genuine in that like it's like fam like you're not from new york you You know what i mean
1: (laughs) i'm curious when did he work with gilly the kid was this was it this album was it before this album was it after this album was that a myth that never happened
0: so i think i think it's a a rumor rooted in truth i think even gilly himself when he does kind of talk about his contribution to wayne's career it all occurs prior to the okay so, I mean, it's funny because he's like, yo, I wrote all that shit before the Carter. And it's like, well, nobody really cared about <laughs> Wayne as a lyricist before the Got Carter. You. So it kind of doesn't really matter to me in terms of, okay. of Wayne's narrative. That's personally. fine. No, I was just I was just curious. Yeah. I was
1: just curious. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the notes on here is Manny Fresh the executive producer.
0: I believe so. OK, is he a good executive producer? In general or on this? In general, Uh, that's 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 a a good question and a hard question. The reason I say that is because um, is he a good? So Manny crafted us a sound, right? Um, and 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 he really he he was he was the anchor of that sound. I mean he's these are like full albums with like 18 25 songs on them and and they're like all produced by Manny Fresh yeah. and that in and of itself is very impressive. Now, do you like this sound? Because if you don't like this sound, then he's a terrible executive producer because his his albums are very they're very homogeneous. They stay true to his sound and his right. vision. So if you like that sound then he's he's amazing he's the he's the best if you don't like that sound then he's shit. so i mean i I think it it depends on on what your feeling is on this sound okay Uh, i mean i think for me i think that manny fresh
1: as a producer like he has tracks that i like on here Mm -hmm. and so i can highlight some of those but i think that as an executive producer on this album i'd have to say that he's Mm -hmm. a he's a low light um Hmm. yeah so you know i actually don't yeah. have too many highlights and i know we're kind of mixing around here we like to separate it but you know aside from like i do have tracks that are highlights but inside for like general highlights you know the only mm-hmm. general highlight uh, i have on here is that you know wayne has a lot of bars which i like because I, yeah. I know that oftentimes like and i think it's, it's around this time when like rappers get on records and they just kind of like spit a few things here and there, and like, they go on to the next one. It's like, no, like Wayne is very committed right. to doing three verses. Now, that's also a low light for me yes. because I start to get yeah. tired of it after a while. But still, from a pure hip-hop, from a hip-hop purist perspective, it's good to get the bars. Mm-hmm. It's good to get the quantity of the bars. So aside from that, like that's pretty yeah. much my only general highlight. I thing-
0: think that there's certain things that I view the opposite of you. So... So, for okay. example, Manny, um, I think Manny did a really good job of crafting like a, a homogenous sound um, and a sound that I think was not entirely present at the time. Um, I don't think okay. that a lot of with, with the exception of, of UGK and, and maybe Scarface, I don't think right. a lot of like the, the mainstream s- records that were that were coming out of just hip hop in general, but even the South had a lot of that like live instrumentation like you hear a lot of great guitar licks and things like that on 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 records on this album that i feel like you know weren't really present from everybody just kind of the elites Mm -hmm. in 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 um in the, the genre so i think manny did a really good job there um and i and i and i actually loved wayne's bars and song structure here um, I agree that now in, in with our, our current attention spans, I kind of prefer like the, the kind of two verses in out or amorphous songs that kind of don't really have that like verse hook, verse hook kind of thing. Yeah. But, but for the time frame and for Wayne kind of being an artist that I personally, and I can't speak for everybody else, but I kind of saw as like more of a hook and, and you know, bridge type of artist. Um, For him to be so intentional about giving me bars in that way, I really liked that. Um, And additionally, with song structure, one of the things I do like about this album is that I like at the end of songs, Wayne kind of did a lot of, you know... Kind of just like little personality things that kind of draw you in at the very end of the song, you know, just kind of like Mm -hmm. things with his voice and et cetera. And and maybe he's one of the best at that, you know, even wobbly, wobbly, drop, drop it like it's hot. Right. Like it's like that seems like that's just a personality thing where he just kind of jumps on the record and just does his thing and and lets it ride out. Um, Now, I have that as a as a a bit of a low light later as well when we get to the low lights, So I'll I'll talk about that um, there as well but uh and the, the the last thing i'll say about highlights um just just general overall highlights is um i really like how wayne kind of uses walk in walk out as like a a a device right because mm-hmm. because at the time and you know at the time i had not seen the movie new jack city right but with this right. concept of the carter being a building and this being like a drug operation and him, him essentially supposed to, supposed to be like Nino Brown, right? He's showing you around his operation. Right. I, I like how it kind of, he uses the same beat and, and, mm-hmm. it, and it comes like maybe three different times in, in the project with him introducing you and then him kind of checking on you in the middle of the album, like, hey, you know, we're still in the car or just still showing you around what what's going on with all these girls that are chopping up my drugs or whatever. <laughs> and then at the end, you know, the walkout, he comes back to it and is just like, yeah, thanks for coming through. You know, this this is my spot. Like I I liked that device to kind of keep the album together. So that's my last
1: one. Well, what other songs are highlights for you? Because yeah. the 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 walk walk in. Inside a walkout or mm-hmm. is also a highlight for me in terms of the songs, and I like yeah pretty much everything that you just said. I, I agree mm-hmm. with that because I'm thinking that I'm not sure if I had heard that before either. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he uses the same beat, you could say it's a cop out, but I think it works. Yeah. So th- that is a highlight to me for sure. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah. I, I have a bunch of song highlights. Here. Go ahead. So <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um. So this is the Carter is a, as a highlight mm-hmm. uh, to me and um the reason is because i just feel like this to me this was the record that really gave little wayne personality like you know even like you know i mean the the hook is uh, you know this is the card uh, and then manny fresh doing his little thing right and uh, you know love it or hate it like manny has just almost like a Man, that's my funny uncle over there type of personality to him <laughs> where like he doesn't yep. say shit, but it, but there's an endearing quality to it, you know? So ladies yeah. and gentlemen, pimps and players, half-ass rappers and true bombs say you know what I mean? It's just like, what are you talking about? But um even on the hook, Wayne's ad libs, uh as what it is. A lot more rich and a whole lot smaller. it just it's such a feel-good record. The way the beat bounces okay. is crazy. And then, Wayne's cadences on This Is The Carter, to me, are amazing. I mean, like, this, 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 and he's just, the way he's just jumping on it, I, I do hear a little bit of Jay in it, for sure, but he really just, to me, owns it and makes it his own on This Is The Carter. Okay. Disagree?
1: Uh, it's low light for me okay. um, It's one that I would cut from the album Man. I don't think it's bad I think it's way too long Young um, folk
0: shizzle. I, I think that uh, uh, Hospitals
1: <laughs> You also don't have the disdain For Jazzy Faye that I have mm. And Jazzy Fay is not a producer That needs to be Emulated in any way why Manny Fresh would make a beat. That, it sounds crazy. like Jazzy Faye is fucking beyond me. It does. And sound then amazing. he actually does his best Jazzy Fay impression on the hook as well. <laughs> nah, it's not That's fair. It's as long as hell, it gets annoying by the end. Yeah. And I don't need this song. Yeah. Um, I cut this
0: straight. I think I you have plastic? an I irrational and irrational distaste for Jazzy Fey personally. Um, nah, I, he's do, it, yo. I do hear I do hear the kind of Jazzy Faye sound here I, I do also think though in this time frame Manny and Jazzy were working together a lot and you know so they did kind of have records that you know Manny kind of sounded like Jazzy and Jazzy kind of sounded like Manny so I, that's that's a fair criticism um, so I'll go to my next one uh, I Miss My Dogs is a highlight for me um okay. I, I, I I would say it could be shorter, but um the reason I, I love this record or, or loved this record is you know I think again we have, you know, the the idea of the MC as this stoic person who is super tough, a super gangster who gets all the girls and does all these amazing things. And so um, you know, I think Every record has to at least have something where that's a very genuine, like, emotive thing, mm-hmm. um, where 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 the the fan base can connect with them. And here, like, this was just low hanging fruit. It was easy, and I feel like he knocked it out the park. Right. So you know. Uh, Little Wayne is obviously famous and, and well-known for being a member of the Hot Boys. And the Hot Boys got super famous, and they were damn near like a boy band, right, in in the in the late <laughs> 90s, right? Like, I mean, everybody loved them. The girls loved them. They had all these super big records. We know them because of that, right? Uh, juvenile opens right. opens the door, and these cats just fucking kicked the shit in and, and became mm-hmm. these the superstars. And so then, you know... Little Wayne has this album where it's like, "Hey, take me seriously. This is my my solo album." He comes off of 500 degrees, which was very obviously a slight to a member of his group, right? 400 degrees. Was. Oh, this is 500 right. degrees. So, so we know there's tension there, and we know that, you know, these cats are coming out, they're doing interviews, they're saying they're getting jerked, they're saying, "You know, fuck cash money." And so then he gives us his emotive record, but he gives it to us with, with subject matter that we can all relate to because we know exactly who he's talking about. And so, you mm-hmm. know, him giving a, a, a verse for each member of, the, of the, the group and telling us how he met the person, what his particular ind- individual relationship was with the person, and, you know, why, what he misses about that relationship. I think was just something that everybody could kind of grab a hold of and I thought that that was really really dope.
1: So this is a low light to me but I'm keeping it because I agree this is a necessary song yeah I just think it needed to be better Um, I don't like real on the hook I think I think that sounds pretty bad in fact if you're gonna have a song like this you know put CeeLo on the hook you know put like put a musician that I can take serious and the other thing Uh too is that I hear you about like the song structure and the verses and, and the subject matter. I just don't think the lyrics are good. I actually was listening to the lyrics and I said, these lyrics just are not good. Um, I'm keeping the song. I just want a lot of
0: improvements for it. Um, so it is a low light to me though. I also waffled on Real's performance specifically, um, just because yeah. I mean, I don't think Real is a great singer. However, um, and and I think Real was on another record on here that oh my, he own. is okay. Which he sounds
1: yeah. be, he sounds better on that one. He
0: does. Um, I, the thing about Real that I'll give to him is, and and this is maybe just be a, uh, may just be a personal thing to me, right? But I feel like when you create the aesthetics of creating your own sound, and obviously Manny, mm-hmm. you know, really created this this sound, and this is really their Cash Money sound. Um, there's something to kind of having your own singers that may not necessarily be the best singers, but they are your sound. And to me, and and this is just me, again, kill me in the comments if you disagree, but I feel Mm -hmm. like real sounds very New Orleans to me. And like like his style of singing is almost bluesy and like, you know, like bluesy and guttural in a way that to me creates a, a specific sound that if, if it was Carl Thomas on this hook or it was somebody else that whose voice I know is amazing and I am more familiar with it might not have felt so authentic the way it does on this record
1: I think that's a fair point I just don't think he sounds good on the song yeah
0: that's all I can say. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't think he's a good, good singer. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask. Like, I wouldn't be like, "Man, this record really needs real on it." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I th- but uh, I, I think but just for
1: me, good. like, it's just it's a low light because I recognize how important this song is, uh-huh. and given the importance of it, mm-hmm. I think the execution of it from an aesthetic point of view is lacking. Okay. Um. So, but like I said, look, I have to keep it. I just. Yeah. You know, for me to make this a classic, it's, it's got to be better. Okay. So anyway, but go ahead. More
0: highlights for you. So next highlight is, is On My Own. Uh, real yeah, real comes yeah, with yeah. it again And I think you're right mm-hmm. I think Real does sound better On this record Way better um, th- Man this record is like If if This Is The Carter Was like you know To me Where Wayne really like Kind of comes into his own With his patterns And his cadences And his confidence And it, mm-hmm. to me This Is The Carter Exudes confidence Like like it's where uh-huh. It's where I go Oh man this isn't The wobbly wobbly Kid anymore Like he really He really is taking himself seriously As a, as a rapper on this And he really feels confident about how he's coming. Um, so on my own is the record where he actually says, "I am confident." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like right. I know y'all know me from from this Cash Money shit, and I did this and I did that. But yeah, all right. Look, now I'm stepping out on my own too, and I think I think Jewel's also had a record like this on his project, right? But I feel like you know, it's like um, where where Cam says, is you up now?" And then Joel starts rhyming, right? But it's just like, it's almost like, you know, when you when you are somebody who comes out of one of these powerhouse camps like that um, and you're seen as, like, the future, um, I feel like the, you almost need a, like, I'm stepping out on my own type of record. And and he, I think he knocked it out of the park with this record.
1: I don't disagree with anything you said. We, we are on the same page. Okay. This is a highlight for me. It's a good song. Yeah. I, I love and real said. sounds way better on way this one. Better. In I, fact, I have to say that, you know, one of the things that in my general lowlights about this and this was a knock to Manny Fresh as an mm-hmm. executive producer is mm-hmm. it, it's not the it's not the beats, it's not the sound that I don't like. Mm-hmm. It's the way the songs are structured. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of songs on this album that like the hooks are fucking long as yeah. hell. Yeah, that's true. And they're just bad. <laughs> this is not that. one of those. This yeah. is a hook that I like. You know, yeah. uh, before this, before this song, the mm-hmm. only hook that I like I really really liked was Go DJ, mm-hmm. right? As a classic joint. Yeah. But you know, then you get like a slew, a slew of records. I'm just like, yo, I, I don't like the hook here. But mm-hmm. on my own, it's like, no, okay, we're yeah. we're good. Like
0: I'm, I'm good with this. I, I, I love how so. you know coming out of the verses, he's like, I am the prince, right? Because it's just like, oh <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the thing I love the most about this, this whole song, um, is the transition between this and the next song where they cut out the beat and then it's just real harmonizing on the hook yes this is me yo they should have done more with that yeah
1: they should have they they should have found a way to they should have found a way to incorporate that a cappella somewhere else like in the track. Because that is one of the highlights of the song for me.
0: I, lo- um, I love it. It's a really it. good and, It's and a really I, good acapella break. Yeah, I thought it was it was well executed. And you know, it brings me directly. Oh, yeah, I just I wanted more of it. Yeah. It brings me directly into my next my next uh, you know, highlight, which is is weird because I think subject matter wise, this really does absolutely nothing. But, um, you know, I think this is also a time frame where people were still impressed by Thug Love because there were gunshots in the beat, right? So, like, the whole idea of, like, arm, leg, (laughs) leg, arm, head, and, you know, the gunshots (laughs) and the fact that it's spelling a law. You know, with the with the the names of the the yes. body parts and all that, you know, yes. and maybe maybe this subject matter might have mattered more to me when I was however old I was when this shit came out. I, I personally really don't like gun gun bars. Don't really do it for me uh, at this right. age. But um, but I think you know for a song that ain't really about shit. Um, I think they executed it well.
1: So this song, I don't necessarily like it but i also had to acknowledge that it'd be unfair for me to call it a low light just because this is not really my thing but i can understand why some
0: other folks would like it if you um if you liked this era of like mixtape rap this this is the record i mean dressing all yeah, black and my gun the same color uh murder thy enemy love thy brother I, like all the bars on this shit are some just straight gun bars like on some mixtape shit
1: yeah, this song just didn't really do it for me, but like I, I'm not gonna call it a low light. Um, it do, it doesn't get the cut, you yeah. know, it doesn't get the axe. It stays on the album. Yeah. Um, but I will say that this is about the point in the album where these. Three verses from yeah. Wayne. I'm starting to get real tired of it. I'm like, oh, like I need yeah. something, like something to break out the monotony, because it's just the same old, same old, same old. I will. I mean, agree like, can, can we get like yeah. a three-minute song somewhere? Yeah. I got these four and a half to five and a half-minute
0: songs. I'm like, ugh. i i I agree with you like i i view it the exact same way you do in that like i appreciate it from the perspective of of wayne holding himself to a high standard and giving us a lot of bars but i don't appreciate it from the perspective of just the lack of creativity and and flow of just having a whole bunch of three verse i mean there might even be a four verse song on here like that like some of these joints are just like are you still are you still going you know
1: and that to me comes down to the executive producer, which is mm. why if I'm going to call this album a classic, mm. which it's not, but for me to make it a classic, right. I think that I need someone at the helm who can say, it's like, hey, look, we got the pieces here. Let's right. actually mold this into a classic piece of music. Yes. And Manny Fresh does not do that. It's not necessarily the criticism
0: of him. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's an area of the album that's lacking for me. Right, anyway, right. That's how I, that's how I, I see gotcha. it. Uh, two more yeah. highlights. Snitch. Okay. Um, okay. Snitch is a fucking highlight for me. It might be my favorite joint on here. Right. It might be my. Okay. It might be. It's it's definitely in my top five Wayne songs of all time, if not like number one. Interesting. Number okay. Um, between no, break just, it down as to why. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say break it down as to why. Uh, between the hook, um, don't let your mouth open up, cause you don't wanna see the automatic open up um you know the subject matter like i mean i think was very relevant for for the time and and again right like he he had the heat which which i I said was a highlight but i said just has no substance to it right and so Mm -hmm. we're in a time frame where a lot of mixtape rap is is just you know just gun bars bravado for no reason and kind of just like just tough talk with no layers or complexity to it right I, I think the, the topic of, of the snitch very specifically allows you to add some layers of complexity to that subject matter. So, you know, he has like these, you know, these tough-ass bars. I mean, my D-Eagle ain't even legal, but shh. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I love, I love that shit. It's not even a bar, but I just fucking love it. Um, Just his personality comes all out all the way. Uh, you telling your boy, he telling his girl. Now, she telling the world, that's definitely a Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z influenced, you know, pattern, rhyme pattern. But right. the personality of the way he's kind of telling the story about about the snitches and everything, I just, I think this was a perfectly executed record personally.
1: Interesting. So this is a highlight for me. Yeah. But I've got some issues with it. So I... I have to give props to
0: Manny Fresh because I don't think this really sounds like a Manny Fresh beat. The instrumentation is so good. If you told me Toomp made this beat, I'd be like, Yeah, that's a Toomp beat. That makes sense. Here's here's the thing
1: though. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying about the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I don't think they mesh well with the beat. Mm-hmm. I want like the lyrics to go on like another beat that sounds like more hard, and I want this beat to be used as like a girl record or something. Something a little bit more poppy or or whatever. Something a little lighter because I'm just like, I really struggle with, like, maybe this is just me thing. Uh I just, I struggled like correlating the sound of what I was listening to. Mm. Just like a, Like the aesthetic of it With the actual Subject matter
0: That I was listening to Like I I couldn't Marry the two I think I disagree With you entirely Like my perspective On it is literally The exact opposite Perspective Which is Right And it's one of the things That I really appreciate About Scarface Right Scarface Mm -hmm. is somebody Who gives me Up north bars Like his, 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 his Bar level is up but at the same right. time, he gives me southern instrumentation. So I have a bass line that is a walking bass line. I can tell that somebody literally played a bass on this record. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. has he has instrumentation that is engaging to me and, and is very southern rooted. And then he gives me the lyricism on top of it. Uh, I think you know, UGK is another great example of that as well, right? Like I just I get this great instrumentation, but then I get bars. Um, And Mm. I think that Wayne on this project did an excellent job of giving me that marriage. And I think Snitches is one of the perfect examples because I could listen to this instrumental by itself and enjoy it without even the words on it.
1: Yeah, no, that that's but that's my point. Is it when I listen to the music by itself, I don't I don't hear Snitch as a subject matter. And when Mm -hmm. I listen to and pay attention to the lyrics of Snitch, Mm -hmm. I don't think of this beat. You get what I'm saying. I like so, for me, I'm having a difficult time of like marrying the two, yeah, and I right. would actually think that improvements could be made if you used a different subject matter on top of this beat, and then put a different beat underneath this subject matter. I, in think my that, opinion, that's that's what that, I would have done.
0: I think that it would sell better, definitely. But okay. for what it is, I personally love it. Um, I ain't no you. snitches riding with us. Old of mouth niggas can holler front. I I I love this marriage of of you know street subject matter and this beautiful instrumentation with it. You know I love the synths on this. I love the keys mm-hmm. on it. Like I mean yeah, that's no, a really good beat. A beautiful piece of music. Yeah. Um. So I'll give my last uh, highlight uh, track highlight if you okay, like, or if you're sure. ready for it. Uh, ain't that a bitch. Okay. Um and this is another to me just perfectly executed, you know, Wayne kind of hook um and concept. And again, it it kinda it kinda it kinda is in the same vein as snitch. But you know, it's just like this this phrasing is almost like something I would expect to hear from like T I. But just Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Your homies ain't loyal Your homies ain't lawyers And everybody saw you And ain't that a bitch Just like Yo just the way The feeling Is perfectly conveyed Um, And it's just a great way to, To close out the album Like I mean I think that this record Is amazing as well
1: So you're probably right the only reason why I didn't list this as a highlight to me is because at by this point of the album I was kind of I was kinda of over the album. Mm. And it, it doesn't help that the song that comes for that is Earthquake Shine. Which I don't even <laughs> I know hate, you're hate. But it. Oh really? I, I I I hate that it's five minutes or four minutes or however That's long it is. Fact. I hate that it's an entire song. Yeah. I think it would have would it it would have been amazing if it like it was like With an, an interlude, interlude or like yeah. closed out a song or it was like a like a like a little sketch kinda like yeah. like Biggie's like play a hater, like it's like a funny record, but like they
0: made an entire song of it. agreed And then I hear "Ain't That a Bitch," it's interesting. and I'm like, it's interesting though, because the version of the album that I had in college, um, "Earthquake" was a was a, a bonus cut. So I don't is know that what it is. Yeah, I, I'm I don't listen to it. I'm not used Spotify, to being in the body so. of the album. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, either way, at that point, I listened to "Ain't That a Bitch," and I'm like, this sounds like it's a dope song, but I'm just I'm ready for this album to be over. So <laughs> I is think a you're right. Album. Yeah, I th- I think you're right that um, because I remember just randomly listening to the song as well. I was like, "Ain't that a bitch!" Like I was like, "Oh yeah, like yeah, he that's me, a good so. song to have on the album." He kills. So that yeah. So. so for me, the only other highlights that uh, you you didn't mention, okay. um, I have several. So for me, okay. um, BM Junior, uh, I like this track, especially be becomes because it comes after this is the Carter. Yeah. And I like the beat. It goes hard. I like mm-hmm. what he's saying. And i'm like all right like this is kind of that like new orleans heavy snare sound that like i can kind of you know i can kind of get in line with uh-huh. um I, I don't have much to add to it other than
0: just that like i i like bm jr oh okay um, yeah so, yeah no i love that i love that record too and <clears throat> the thing i love the most yeah. about it actually is is baby talking random shit in between the verses <laughs> i love that yeah 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 <clears throat> so he's like yeah, he's yeah. like you know uh, Smoke some, smoke some, drink some. Niggas ain't kill nothing, shoot nothing. All right, and then right and then Wayne like moves him out of the way. I right, I got it, I got it. And then he comes back in and starts rhyming. I, I love that record too. I probably should have listed it. Yeah, as a so
1: highlight. BM BM Junior is definitely definitely a highlight for me. I love that. Um, um the the right, 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 definitely.
0: <laughs> and the instrumentation too.
1: So another highlight for me, although I think it could use some improvements is Cash Money Millionaires. Okay. Um, There are aspects of this beat that I really like. There's other aspects of this beat that are so clearly like flawed. That, like I could take just like a layman who doesn't really understand music all that well and explain to them like the errors of this beat and they'd be like, Oh yeah, I hear it. I hear exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. But that being said, like, had you executed this song well, I agree. Um, it'd be a really good song. So like, so basically, like, one of the things that they don't do well on this track Mm -hmm. is it's um. So first of all, like on the hook, the drums aren't like layered well, so you Uh can tell that like, you can tell like whatever whatever audio whatever vocal they're using for the hook, Uh they kept the drums in there and then it competes with the drums of the song. Like that's Mm. that's just shoddy. Um, and for a producer like Manny Fresh. It's very surprising because I think he made the beat on it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Let me also yeah, yeah. that real quick. Right. And then, you know, the the like the foundations of this beat, um, like like the like the bass, the yeah. I guess the the sub sounds, if you will, like mm-hmm. the lower frequency sounds, like that stuff is all good. Yeah. But some of the frequencies in the in the front and the foreground. Mm-hmm. I don't think sound is good like they almost sound like they were made like like a homemade beat like on a Casio. Yeah. You know, and that to me, I'm like, all right, I kind of expect better from Manny Fresh. Like mm-hmm. it just this is a song that was not mixed well. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why it wasn't, because that's just not what I expect from Manny Fresh. That mm-hmm. being said, though. I can still imagine a version of the song that's really good yeah. and I did enjoy
0: it so yeah. it's it's a highlight for me. That's interesting. Um, it's not a highlight for me and I'll tell you why. Um, I actually really, I, really, I liked the beat um, and I think the song ha- has a lot of potential um, my right. issue and and you know this is kind of goes to low lights so I won't elaborate too much or maybe we'll bring it back up but um I, I, I don't like that in this era we're still kind of really fascinated with with pimpin. Right. Um, in yeah, a way okay. that's very cartoonish. Uh, you know, the, I think a year later or maybe even the same year we get PIMP by, by 50 or maybe it was a year before. Um, you know, so it's like people had this fascination with Pimpin and it was like, you know, they, they, they like throw that concept in just and it doesn't even fit. Right. And I think on all the records that that Wayne talks about women pretty much on this album it's this whole like I'm a I'm a pimp or you know like I got to show you that I be pimping. I got these hoes they do this for me. And I feel like on Cash yeah. Money Millionaires that subject matter it, it for me in on this whole album every time I heard that subject matter it felt disingenuous, dishonest. I didn't I didn't I didn't feel like I was listening to somebody who that that's really what they do or what they're about. Um, and I feel like this record That's is really fair. you, one give, of the you ones, give them more credit than I do. <laughs> I feel like this is really one of the records where I'm I'm listening and I'm like, you got a bitch in the back, you got a hoe in the front. Like, maybe I, I don't I don't believe you. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine. Look, I don't. Yeah.
1: I still don't expect much from Wayne and Cash Money. So <laughs> I'm sure, you got a bitch in the back and a hoe in the front. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. But yeah, right. It makes sense, you know. Yeah. But um, uh, another highlight for me, out, which that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, another highlight for me, uh, which you said that you didn't even want to listen to now, was "Bring It Back." I've never heard this song, mm. so or if I did, like I wasn't paying attention to it. Like it's entirely yeah. possible that y'all played this as a club. Yeah, we definitely. Did. And I was just so drunk that I didn't, I didn't
0: know about it. This I wasn't was, paying attention either this way. This was one of those records that was kind of like a nondescript like party record that we would play pro- kind of early in the party. Um, it, okay. Go DJ was obviously the big hit, so we're gonna play that like right. when everybody's there. But bring it back as a record, you'll hear in the first two hours of a party, first hour of a party.
1: So either either I wasn't there or when the song came on, I was drunk and I wasn't paying attention. It's one of those two things. I just don't remember this record, but I but I enjoyed it now. Um, and you know, I think the hook needs improving, uh-huh. but otherwise, like. Yeah. I was kind of digging it. One thing I did kind of like about this is Mm -hmm. that this is one of the first times we see like a breakup in the song structure. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we hear the hook and then the second time we hear the hook, then they add Wayne to it. And like little things like that is what I like as a music listener. It's like, oh, that's how you break up like songs. Like that's why I love the Beatles so much because they do these little things where like each part of the song while it's, while it's very like expected Mm -hmm. it's it's done something like it's it's delivered in like in a different kind of way Mm -hmm. than it was previously and if you listen to it enough times you kind of notice that so when i see them doing a little something you know different or like adding on to the track as it progresses that to me like Mm -hmm. when i talk about like musical arrangements those are the types of things that stand out so so i like
0: that um I, I agree you know, with wh- you about that. Um, I think that that this record would be a um, a highlight for me. Like I like I really like the production on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the hook is just really really lazy. And you know yeah that and that kind of gives me it d- brings me back to my Manny Fresh point. You know about like this is yeah. the Carter like Manny Fresh kind of in this time frame. I mean you you would hear it a lot on like Big Timers records right. Like he would have these kind of silly silly hooks. You know and like. I think they sound good when you combine them, where you have like a vocal performance where it's like some Manny and some somebody else. Um, yeah. But, you know, put your hands on your knees and bend your rope, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just so- right. it sounds like anything that I could have heard from, like, like, this could be a little flip this song, this could be a TI song, yeah. this could be anybody's song. And that's the reason yeah. why, to me, like, I think this is a beat that... This this could be a song that you might still hear at a party today, right? Just from mm-hmm. the per- perspective of the production and the and the verses. But the chorus is so lazy that it makes this yeah. song just just like like a filler cut that shouldn't be even be a filler cut if you get what I mean.
1: That is that is absolutely fair. The reason why it doesn't bother me as much though is because I Look, I'm not from New Orleans, and this isn't my type of album. Mm-hmm. There are some criticisms or some adjustments I would make that are very much like, yeah, this is this is Outlaw's take on music. Mm-hmm. But I do want to at least offer some concessions to things that just like kind of leave it the way they are. Yeah. And this is one of those where it's just like, look, I think that if you had the rest of the album, be better in certain areas. Mm-hmm. The the deficiencies that you just pointed out in this song probably wouldn't bother me as much. It might even be endearing, but I think that when you take the entirety of the project and you kind of hear some of these like silly things add up over time, when you hear it on this record, you're like, oh mm-hmm. you know, here we go again. Um, you know, I, I think that look, Manny Fresh is someone that when I hear him on a hook, I automatically. It's not that I dislike it, cause cause oftentimes I do like it, but I have a difficult time like taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, like when I hear him singing on a hook, to me it's like a signal in my mind or like a trigger almost, like oh like you could just like you could just laugh this one off, like who cares? Yeah, yeah, We're just yeah. having fun right. here. So and, and I think that you know obviously there's a bit of that there's a bit of that on this record. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that if there wasn't as much of that on the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. If it were just on this one, mm-hmm. it would be fine. But 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 but, but, uh, but,
0: but on the real though, right? Like just to yeah. kind of to kind of push back, right? Do you do you feel like on your classic album, right? Right. If this if this record appeared as it is on your classic album where it's, it's it's quite obviously positioned as a like one of the club records or one of the, the singles mm-hmm. or the standout records on here, right, that you would make for mainstream people. Do you think yeah. that this record would really, like, stand out on your classic? Like, you know what I mean? I feel Maybe like it's not. a look, filler it can, party cut. Yeah, that's fine.
1: And you could probably even make it better. I mean.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I th- and I think if you made it
1: better. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying you can't make it better. <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is that I don't I don't mind it. Got you. Got you. Is, is my point. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, for sure.
0: Do you have a? Um, do you have more track highlights?
1: Yeah. The only other highlight I was gonna make is um, uh, only way. Okay. And this is you know this is the Manny Fresh that I know and love. Uh. And in terms of Wayne, you know this song actually sounds like he's freestyling. Um. And I'd say that to to give him credit. Um. The way he's structuring like a lot of his his lyrics and his verses, mm-hmm. he's doing these things where it's like. The rhyme comes like two thirds of the way through the sentence, right? And then like he'll throw in another word at the end, and yeah. that to me sounds like someone who's just kind of like not even writing shit down. He's just kind of in the studio spitting, right? Um, you know, it, it kind of works for me. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of having like I said, Manny Fresh or for that matter, Baby mm-hmm. on a hook singing, mm-hmm. but I think that he doesn't sound bad on this, yeah, Baby uh, on the hook. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right. Cool, like I'm with it. So this is this is the last highlight that uh, that, that I have for the album.
0: Okay, so only. Way. I personally yeah. wouldn't put only way as a highlight, but but I feel mm-hmm. you. It's not bad. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, should we get into uh, the lowlights? I've already I've already mentioned a few of them, but yeah. uh, if you have any other ones, I want to hear some of yours.
0: Oh sure. Um okay. So um I think that and I, I mean I've, I've called out most of these. Um so you know hose um is is yeah. a low light. Um, (laughs) You know, and I mean, I I get like, and and this is what you have Manny Fresh around for, right? Like like the levity, the aha, this is kind of a joke. It's kind of not really serious. I feel like they could have maybe had this as a skit and it'd be like a minute long and then we could That's laugh right. about how remember there was that skit called hose where manny fresh was sing, you know right. what i mean but like for this to be like a five minute song where they're like you yeah. know going verse for verse and, and manny has a verse and it's just like what is this yo I, I really did not enjoy that record personally so hose is a low light
1: for me mm-hmm. yet i would actually keep it on the record might make some adjustments mm-hmm. but i i agree with you that it's that it's not very good um the reason why i would keep it on the record is because basically for the same reason i said in the last one that i do have to make some concessions that like look you know like this is not my sound this is not my album right. this is who they were so let them have their fun it's fine mm-hmm. um you know the other thing too like it's very, it's very sophomore, it's very childish. It felt like what me and my friends did when we were 18 okay. and we did these nuts, right? Right. UVA first year classic, 05 classic, right? <laughs> um it almost kinda sounds like like Manny's verse <laughs> it almost sounds like DMX like uh like what these bitches want. Um we just talk about like the different women and yeah, doing that. I got this you know, girl and that girl. Right and i'm curious if this is song if this song is a reaction to ludicrous's hoes and area mm, codes it almost probably. feels like that probably you know yeah but it's i i would keep it maybe maybe make some adjustments on it okay um and and this would be a filler track this is not
0: yeah. an amazing record it'd be one of those filler songs yeah. um but yeah it, it's still a low life for me though absolutely gotcha and then um the the other i, I guess kind of Performance that I think really bothered me or stood out is your friend Jazzy Faye. Um, You know, yeah. I think Jazzy Faye's vocal performance takes a record that you know otherwise could have been a, a, a decent you know cut that you put somewhere. I mean, I probably would have shortened it, but um, and you know, it, it's like it's like he just wasn't taking it seriously. Like it, like it, it's yeah. like you can tell he's actually really trying to sing, but it sounds bad. So I think his performance on Earthquake was was a low light.
1: So low light, uh, Earthquake is definitely, is it Earthquake or Shine? What's the name of it? Is it Earthquake? I think it's Earthquake. All right. So this record is definitely a low light for me. That being said, I actually didn't, I was listening to it. I was like, you know, I should hate this song and I don't. Um, there are things about it that I don't mind. Now that being said, it should not have been an entire song. Yeah. It should have been like an outro mm. to another song oh, and right. maybe be like, you know, forty five seconds to like a minute. Yeah. Um and I think it would have been like cool if yeah. they did that. Yeah. Um I definitely would not have Jazzy excuse me, I definitely would not have Jazzy Faye on there singing. Right. Right. Um I would have gotten another vocalist for sure. Right. But yeah, that that song is is it, it is a
0: low light for yeah. sure. And then my last low light, um, and this is gonna be this is gonna be just me and my ear. So, you know, folks, especially yeah. if you're from like New Orleans or whatever, definitely kill me in the comments. But uh but the the on my block or on the block skits, I just yeah, I didn't understand how they contributed to the narrative. Um, yes, to some degree, I think now that I've been to New Orleans, I understand the accent a little bit more because I feel like when I, when I first heard these as like a, a college student, I was just like I couldn't I could barely even understand what was being said, but you know mm-hmm. just the whole idea of like yo what happened to that boy oh they killed him oh man that sucks like just I was just like okay yeah no. what does this have to do with anything I di- I didn't understand yeah. how they advanced the narrative of the of the album
1: okay. Um, So for me, the only other lowlights that I have, that I haven't already mentioned, um, would be Who Wanna and Get Down. Um, I'm not even sure if they're bad, I just think that, first of all, they're not great. Mm -hmm. And at the point of the album when I listen to them, especially Who Wanna, Mm -hmm. I'm like getting exhausted like I'm getting tired uh, and I'm just like yo, I'm not sure if I had the stamina you know I had that song like come earlier it might have been okay but I think at the point of the album where it hits it's I'm just I'm exhausted with it and then get down you got another long ass hook and you know baby is singing on it and he doesn't sound good on this one Um it's horrible I yeah yeah and so uh, and there was nothing else about the song that I really needed, so mm. that's that's definitely a low light for me. Yeah, um, I didn't feel I like Wonder was a low light low for me.
0: Like it's, it, but it yeah. definitely wasn't a highlight. Like it was just fine, you know. I, I agree
1: with you. I think that perhaps as a, if it comes earlier in the album, yeah, in between a better song or after a better song then I might like it mm-hmm. but when it comes I'm like yo I'm, I'm fucking like I'm I'm tired of this shit so I need to do something else <laughs> so yeah right. so should we
0: go ahead and, uh, and try to make it a classic yeah yeah I think you you have some some ideas so why don't you go ahead and, and, and give us yours
1: so so I think that mo- much of the the start of this album, we're gonna keep the same. Yeah. Um, you know, walk in, going into go DJ. I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. I don't like this Is the Carter. I don't think it's a good song. So on my album cut, it's it's you know it's it's, it's we're removing that song. I don't right. like it. Um, so then we're going into the the BR uh, the BM Junior, mm-hmm. and then I miss my dogs. I just want a better song. So if you don't if you can't get Cee on the hook, just get another vocalist who sounds better, and just. I don't know. Give me better lyrics. Like, give me some actual bars on there. I understand the subject matter is important. Just and very I know, make it a better song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, then we go into on my own. I think that after on my own, I would have uh, I'd have holes, and maybe shorten it. Maybe I don't need many freshest verse. Maybe we could just make it like a, a little, little, little quick little song. But holes can stay on there, and then we can go into the heat. Um, do I have anything to add to the heat? Uh, I think it's I think it's fine. Yeah, we, we can keep the gun wrap there. Um, then we're going into inside and that transitions into to, to bring it back, um, which I like bring it back coming in after after inside. So that's cool. So like I said, Cash Money Millionaires. Um, this is a song that I think definitely could have been improved. I would have wanted either DJ Paul or Pimp C to come touch it up. I think Pimp C is still alive at this point. Is he not? I think he's still alive. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, if Pimp C is still alive, I would definitely want him to come in and touch up this beat. On the hook, maybe you could even try to make it like a kind of a chopped and screwed effect okay. on the hook. Um, I, I think that just, I don't know, something there, but I think that this song had a lot of potential. Um, then we can go into Snitch, what I talked about, right? But with Snitch, I want that beat to be like, I want that to be a girl record. <laughs> right like a a a woman record, not just a hose record, but like an actual girl record okay, and then we can like cut to the end of that, we can have like that earthquake snippet, okay, and then we can transition into to the actual snitch song with a with a better beat with well not with a better beat but with a beat that's more fitting of the subject matter switch a snitch mm. um that's that's something I would have liked and then um only way. Going into ain't that bitch and walk out I think would have been would have been fine for me and uh, That's pretty much it. So we're removing we're removing some tracks. We're definitely removing um We're removing earthquake as an as as like an entire song we're removing get down we're removing who wanna and we're getting rid of um. This is the Carter and we don't. We don't is a song that you that neither one of us talked about. Yeah. It wasn't a, a low light for me. It wasn't a highlight for me. I just didn't need it. And given that the album is already like an hour and 10 minutes, yeah. we need to cut it down. Yep. So get rid of those songs. You know, try to do something where you've got another executive producer coming in um, and just kind of like, you know, structuring the songs a little bit. It's like, look. You know you've got your bars here you you you've got these beats everything is good but like let's actually try to make this a really good album from start to finish let's not just put a bunch of tracks on there Mm. um and i think a lot of the pieces are there Mm. but um there's definitely some finishing touches that i think would have put it over the uh, the finishing line if you will yeah to to really tighten it up so you know In terms of like a final analysis, I don't have much more other than that. I think we spoke a lot about the individual songs and some of the deficiencies that they had when we did our highlights and lowlights. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much it in terms of my making it a classic. Well, what you got? Okay.
0: I mean, you, you know, I, I when we talked about this at the top of the episode, but I, I think that this album is, is close to a classic already. Um, so, okay. I, so I don't have a whole lot of changes. Um, I definitely right. want to shorten, shorten this album, right? Um, it, it, yes. it, it's, it has a very run, long run length, and there are certain records that I don't need. Um, and then, you know, additionally, I feel like I would change the order a little bit just to okay. kind of give it, to, to make it say what I want it to say a little bit better. Right. So, um, So Go DJ, for example... You know, I kind of like to stack my albums in such a way that they 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 read like a like a movie or like a redemption story. Right. So like so first when I when I when I'm introduced to an an artist with an album and we talked about this on the Black Rob episode. Right. I want to I want to learn about what makes the artist tick and I want to have, you know, kind of tragedy to triumph is how I would like to to structure, you know, one of these types of albums. So in that way. Right. I want to do walk in. And then I want to go straight into on my own, right? So it's like, yo, okay. this, this is me on my own. Like, let's get it on. Oh, I like that. You know that what makes I mean? sense. So I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, shit. This, this guy's serious. He's out here. Um, And I love how it goes directly into the heat. So, you know, that stays. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I feel like I, I probably need a hit. So um I would probably come with like Bring It Back. But, um okay. you know, again, like I think Bring It Back needs to just be better. And so, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm proposing a couple changes here. Um, I think that that beat, like the the with the with the kind of plucks, you know, I think that is very much like straight out of the juvenile bag of the cash money sound. And so I would like to have Juvenile on this album. Now, mind you, I'm going to set this album up in a way where it's like, you know, these guys have all left cash money but they're still cool enough with wayne that they'll do a record with him. so (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i would love to have juvie on that record like i feel like his voice would just sound perfect on that record um and then i would like you know just in order to bring attention to the record i want to have um nelly and murphy lee split the um the, the the last verse on the record and maybe okay. maybe even they they contribute somehow to the hook because to me the hook is just so lackluster that it takes a beat that should be a hit and it makes it a mediocre song so you know I would do that to okay. bring to bring it down go DJ stays it's just towards the end of the of the record this is the Carter is is towards the middle um and you know I mean I, I like the record how it is Birdman jr like the record how it is I miss my dogs like the, the record how it is um and then we don't i don't really need um yes. cash money millionaires now i agree with the things that you said about it like it's it's to me it's a middling record more so because of the subject matter and you know some touches to it that could have made it more interesting um i think ti would sound dope on this record so yeah, i agree with so you so i have ti on this record and as a result of me having ti on this record i think Lil Wayne gets out of this I think I'm a pimp shit and he actually says <laughs> something that's worth listening to because T.I.'s on the record so um I've got that again I like walk in inside and walk out I, I really love that so that stays um who wanna um I add Turk uh just because yeah that'd be cool <laughs> okay. um and 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 I don't, I don't even I'm not even like Turk's biggest fan or anything like that I just think that his voice would sound good on this record um, and okay. then uh, let's see what else do I have here. Um, I don't care about get down. Snitch obviously stays how it is. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, stays, hose yeah. like I said is a skit. Like I don't even need Lil Wayne on it. Just just make it a Manny Fresh skit where like, you know, just give us like Manny Fresh's h- yeah. hook and just his silly ass verse and then it just goes away and it's like, "Oh, that was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, that yeah, was a cool. silly skit." Like, ha ha, you right, know, right, and then right. you, you move on. Um, and then um, Earthquake, I think I kind of agree with you that I, don't, I, I definitely don't like how long it is. We said that Jazzy Face sounds shitty on it. So I, I have kind of a radical suggestion here. Um, okay. Later in, in Lil Wayne's career, he, he, he makes Comfortable, the record Comfortable, which becomes a hit and it has Babyface on it, right? And it's like, yo, where's Babyface been? Like he comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a year later, uh, a year or two later, um, Al Green comes out with an album. It had John Legend on it. It had a bunch of folks. So why don't we put Al Green on Earthquake? Uh, get, yeah, I was get, actually thinking of Ron Isley, but Al Green. Yeah, that works. If you're Jazzy actually gonna Faye get him, the yeah, fuck not? out of here. And yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. cool with Ron Isley too, right? Like, give me somebody who yeah. who really can can sing, you know, these vocals and really bring them home. Um, and then you can actually make this a single. The the only other thing that I have to add that's a more abstract concept is like, you know, and T.I. is really good at this. Give me a record that's actually a girl record, like that's really oriented in such a way that tells me that you actually like women and you want them to buy your album. Um, T.I. always gives you that whether you like it or not. Right. Like he's going to give you a record that's like, hey, I like women um, (laughs) and I want them to buy my album. And there's no record on this project that really tells me maybe it's Earthquake. But there's no real yeah. record on here that's like hey i like women <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying like so give me give me a record like you. that i don't care you could put ashanti on it you could put tamia on it you could put uh beyonce was was going solo around this time like you, you,
1: know, you know the funny thing the ironic thing is that mm-hmm. the song where i think that wayne actually tries to do that with his verse mm-hmm. is hoes <laughs> If you listen to the lyrics of Hose, it sounds like that's what he's trying to do. And he, he puts it on Hose. Well, all right, Wayne. Good job.
0: I can't even <laughs> honestly say that I think that Little Wayne likes women. So he might not. But at least just fucking fool us and lie about it and yeah. pretend like you do. You were on Soldier. Like, come on, man. Um, yeah. Ain't That a Bitch. Obviously, I love it yeah, as yeah, it yeah. is. And it rides out perfect to walk out. So, I mean, I like I said... I think a lot of the elements of the classic are already there. I think, honestly, this becomes a classic by what you take away from it and not what you add to it, right? Yeah. Uh, Classic by Mm -hmm. subtraction. Get rid of some of this shit. And for the most part, a lot of what's there gives you that classic album in my opinion.
1: So we have some similar ideas it's not too far apart yeah. but uh, i do think that you and i have different I- opinions on this album generally yeah and that, i think that's to be fine i think that's to be expected mm-hmm. you know like i said this is just generally a, a period in hip-hop that i didn't care too much about i mean look you know outcast speaker box love below came out before this mm-hmm. and the things i liked about that album weren't even the hip-hop parts right you know what i mean right. so this was just a, a a transition period for me and mm-hmm. i think that At the time when i hear people telling me you know how good little wayne is and this that and the other and i think that even if i were i did have a more favorable opinion of hip-hop at the time Mm and you gave me this album to listen to i probably would not have liked it yeah so i probably liked it i'm probably giving it more of a chance now than i would have been
0: yeah and and i think you know some of your criticisms right of of hip-hop especially hip-hop in this time frame are very fair criticisms and i think the most fair of them all is you know just how formulaic the album is you know song after song you know it's verse hook yeah. verse hook verse hook you know and i mean that really gets tired especially if your ear is you know at this point in time is like in the speaker box of love below vein or like the you know the yeah. more abstract vein um i can see how these you know very cookie cutter templates of records can be annoying um over time yeah
1: so so I think that should
0: uh that should wrap it up for our, our put you up, make it a classic for Little Wayne's the Carter. Do you have uh, anything else to add? Nah, but definitely, you know, let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know if, if Outlaw's wilding and this shit is a classic <laughs> already. Uh let us know if I didn't do a good enough job of, of defending, you know, how, how good this is. I already know you you got a few a few friends, Rodney, um, you know, a couple of other cats who are are our little Wayne haters so you know let us know if we're, yeah. we're giving this a little bit too much credit as well I think Kason is also a Wayne hater right he is yeah he is. so everybody who thinks who thinks Wayne is trash let us know why we shouldn't have done this album for sure you
2: I also <laughs> got a large <laughs> of or you all fluid right, Peace you that's okay I got the medicine for you I I got Got the impediment for you. Got that vitamin D-R-U-G for your shoulder. One window to let the dawn in. Cause we hustle in this bitch midnight to morning. Yeah. We dump in and pump out. out. I showed you this window for you to jump out. You on the backyard lawn. I got the ganja drawn, no cats or dogs, rats or snakes, sams or jakes, around here is all gravy, ham and steak, mama cooking that up, here have a plate, that's mama Carter, she's a basket case, but I make sure her sandwiches and napkin straight, you pick with this picnic and I'm at your face, fuck her. fuck. Her. I say I'm at your throat, this was the Carter, slam the door, go!